What's up, y'all? Ew. Oh, I can't. I keep I keep recording these on Fridays. Maybe Friday should be my podcast day. Anyways, welcome back to another episode of Unsimplified with me, Sienna. Let's just hop into this. One of these mother effing days, I'll figure out a cool intro, but today's not that day. No idea what I'm going to call this episode because basically I just told y'all to like slide into my DMs and tell me stuff that's going on in your life and we'll talk through it. Um, Could be anything serious to anything silly. I got a lot of like questions in the questions box, but then I also got like people swiped up and sent me full-blown stories. So I think we're going to do the full-blown stories first and then we'll go through the questions box after because we got no time to waste. I know everyone wants the juicy stuff, so let's just get into it. Okay, here it goes. I'm in a wonderful relationship with a wonderful boy, but my consistent issue with being in a relationship is the uncomfortable feeling of what the fuck? is the uncomfortable feeling of being tied down which seems silly because he doesn't tie me down at all we have our own free time our own friends but we also share quite a bit i'm not sure what it is i want to tell him i love him but i'm not in love if that makes sense it's my first official relationship since struggling with a toxic one a few years ago so considering i'm proud of myself for doing as well as i am he's got a million green flags He cooks, he's amazing with his four-year-old brother, and he works hard in school and is in general an intelligent person. Sometimes I wonder if I can just tell if someone isn't the one so I just immediately can feel a disconnect to the relationship I'm in. I still have the fattest crush and get butterflies 24-7 so that counteracts the previous statement. However, there's a boy I knew that I always thought was endgame, but now that might be out of the question, at least for a long time. I feel like I'm in a weird NPC waiting mode. Shit's crazy, and emotions are so much to process sometimes. Hmm. Interesting. Honestly, first of all, I want to thank you for being that open and vulnerable. Like, I think it's one thing to, like, open up with friends because you trust them, but, like, a lot of you guys put a lot of trust in me and like I just I don't know I just appreciate it it takes a lot to open up and be vulnerable so give yourself credit enough for that because being vulnerable in any situation is just the first step into getting to the other side of the problem getting to the other side of feeling better etc um overall the vibe that I'm getting from this is that you're just a bit wishy-washy And, like, my short answer in any situation that would arise like this is that if it's wishy-washy, then it's just a no. Like, point blank, period. I've also noticed something about myself in past relationships that if I am sitting down, like, to make a list of their green flags, like, that just kind of shows myself I'm like forcing myself to see the good in them, which means at a like resting rate, I'm not already like naturally looking and being attracted and appreciating those green flags. Like if I have to sit down and write out all these green flags, that's me trying to get myself to pay attention to them, which means I didn't care about them enough before. And I think too, when like we do that, it's like, come on, Sienna, look at all these green flags these great things you can't possibly not like him like there's all these great things about him it's like you're trying to convince yourself because he's so great I also think an age check would be like helpful in this situation because I could kind of gather like 
perhaps what this relationship would mean to you at this certain point in your life. But since we don't have that, I'm going to do the best that I can. Like if you're a teenager and I'm reading this, like I'd be like, well, it's like silly. Like you're young. If you have a crush on him and get butterflies, just like see it out, like have fun with each other, get the experience. But if you're like slightly older, like maybe early 20s where, you know, some life decisions are coming into play, moving to new cities to get different jobs and like build a life there, then I'd be like, girl, you obviously don't like him that much. Like let him go. I also think too, like this sounds really bad, but I've been in this situation as well where you can like somebody so much for like who they are as a person and like all of their great qualities. But if you're like not attracted to them, like you're just not attracted to them, something you can only control so much of and you can be attracted to some parts of people, but not all parts of people. And it's like if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody and they deserve and they deserve a lot then like you want to be you want them to have a person that is going to be attracted to them for every aspect of who they are not just like part of them and I'm not sure if that is your situation at all but I'm speaking from my personal experience where like you know I maybe wasn't attracted to them off the bat but then I let them grow on me and I learned to like a lot about their personality so maybe I let you know some other things that I wasn't so attracted to like slide You also reference the fact that like the one thing that you are sure about is like you want to tell him that you love him, but you're not in love. I think I could literally do a whole podcast episode about like feelings of love. What does it mean to love somebody or to like think you love somebody? Because one major realization I had when I like did a deep dive into my like self growth journey or whatever was that a lot of the reasons why we love somebody is not necessarily without selfish attachment which let me explain if I loved a boy who was really creative and he was really ambitious and chased after what he got the reasons why I love him for those things is because I value selfishly those qualities in people like those qualities are attractive to me which then in turn like makes me attracted to him so it's not even like you love people for their like just like resting rate of human existence like you usually love them because a trait about them like benefits you in some way not saying like any physical or tangible benefit but more of like it makes you feel a certain way so like them being creative makes you feel excited or attracted to them. Like, it's not even about them. It's, like, how about you? So it's, like, hard to love somebody truly for just their existence without there being any selfish attachment. But I'm I'm going down a mega rabbit hole with that one. So let me just get back on track here. You also mentioned, you said you were struggling with a toxic relationship a few years ago. So considering I'm proud of myself for doing as well as I am. I also very much relate to this and I don't think it's like ever appropriate to like use people but I do think there are relationships that are just like stepping stones or like building blocks to kind of get you back up on your feet after something like traumatic or toxic happens. So like maybe maybe he's just that type of person for you where like you're rebuilding your relationship with dating, rebuilding your relationship with a relationship like you're just trying to you know get the ropes here again and figure out what it's like to be 
like partners with somebody so that's okay like see it out until as much as it is uh like serving you your life and your journey and as soon as you realize like you know this is actually inhibiting my time or like inhibiting me chasing my dreams or something then maybe it's time to drop it but from everything that you said like I think we I think we know he's not the one but it's up to you whether you kind of want to see it out till the end or kind of be proactive and take the time back for yourself and kind of just be in control of what you want to do with your time I'm sorry I didn't give you like a super straightforward answer oh my god what is going on in the damn kitchen over there Okay, I'm sorry I couldn't give you like a super straightforward answer, but I did the best that I could. So I hope I helped. Okay, moving on to another long story. This is a really depressing story, but I'm going to share it anyway. I've had anxiety and depression since I was 12, now 18, and it's only gotten worse between now and then. I tried to unalive myself when I was 13 because things were so bad. And at the moment, I feel worse than I did then. But I'm stronger now and have been putting up with it for a long time, so I know how to stop myself from doing anything stupid. At a really low moment, I was forced by my best friend to try and get help for my issues, as I'd never received support before. So far, the help has only made me more anxious, which has made me more depressed, so I just sit in a downward spiral with no idea how to get out. I've also recently come to terms with my gender identity, non-binary, and sexuality, bi which has made me feel better about myself, but again has made me more anxious and more depressed. I've only come out to a couple friends, and I've only been able to do it while drunk because other times I didn't have the courage. I want to be able to tell more people in my life so I can be myself, but I'm finding it so difficult to do because of my other issues. I'm too scared to tell even my parents because their opinions on LGBTQIA plus change as often as the weather. So I'm never sure what mood they're in around it. My best friend has also moved away, which so far I've handled better than I expected, but they keep making bad decisions and all I can do is sit back and watch, which is killing me because I care so much about them and it really hurts to see them making these mistakes and there's nothing I can do to help. I don't really care what you do with my story but it's been nice to have this opportunity to get it out of my system so thank you p.s love the insta and pod keep up the great work oh my god oh man i mean i i'm so glad you felt safe and comfortable enough to share that with me and for opening up because that is not easy once again give credit to yourself for for being this vulnerable and courageous well, firstly, I just want to give you a hug, but like, I really want to be there for you. And I, I really hope this podcast can bring any like, like safeness, clarity, or like hope in your life. Cause honestly, I feel like hope is what has gotten me out of the worst times, but, um, okay. Let me, let me try to dissect this here. So I've had a couple of friends personally in my life be in kind of similar situations to you. And it's been really hard to like watch them struggle because you want to help them so 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 bad and you can only do so much for somebody before they just need to do stuff for themselves which I think is pretty much the only mindset you can apply to like your friend but I think no matter what just being honest and communicating with them about your worries is transparent and perhaps will open up an opportunity for you guys to bond closer 
And two, if your friend is struggling, I think having her, having them know that you care so deeply about them perhaps will give them that, you know, motivation or like extra voice in their head to be a little more careful of whatever they're doing because they know somebody like you cares so much and loves them so much. Also, I think your growth of realizing that you know, you wouldn't want to be in a position where you would do anything stupid and you're just kind of like on the other side of the hill of like, like, yes, it's still a scary place to be in to be considering taking your life, but to have the clarity of like, I don't want to do anything stupid. Like, I just want to get better. I don't want to fall back down that hole. And like, I know how serious it is. Like that's that awareness is absolutely the first step. I personally have struggled a lot with anxiety more than depression, but even when I felt my most anxious where it was like suffocating my life, I still had, I still felt too scared to like really talk to my parents about it. So I understand that as well, where, where like friends can come into play for that one. Also, once you're 18, like you don't have to go through your parents to like get help anymore. Like you can do research online and reach out to mental health professionals, doctors, whatever, get yourself appointments. And I'm not super qualified to be giving like 100% like bulletproof advice here on this because I personally haven't been in this exact situation, but I think no matter what, like you're like you're going to have to ask for help. The way that I kind of asked for help and got myself out of the situation was firstly, I opened up to my friends, which helped drastically. And then I went on psychologytoday.com and found myself a therapist, which is just like a dictionary of therapists near you. And you can kind of filter them based on your needs. But somebody like that is, you know, way more certified than me to give you direct help. And but I think like this advice that I've given is kind of the obvious so far like I'm sure you've heard this all before so for what you can do for yourself let me give you some you know ideas that I think no matter what would be a positive contribution to bettering your well-being okay a in my lowest points I started reading and that is what triggered my self-growth journey and my little hoarding of books and I don't want you to write off the reading answer yet because I used to not like reading I used to never read anything at all but you have to find the right books and figure out like what resonates with you so what resonates with me is hearing other people's stories that are similar to mine because it makes me feel less alone and if I hear that they got out of like the trenches then I'm like if they can do it why can't I? I can absolutely I can absolutely do it. Anything's possible. So I would um look up books revolving around like like go to the self-help section of like Barnes and Noble or personal growth and you'll find a lot of stuff revolving around the things that you're struggling with and these authors will give like personal anecdotes or sometimes these authors are like PhD professors and They can tell you about students that they've worked with. But that was like the first thing that really gave me like the momentum to be like, I'm doing something about this because these people did it and I can do it too. P, 
people also sleep on journaling and I think it's like an obvious one again but I'm going to tell you why like logically journaling is so helpful a you can start to pick up patterns when you look at your past journal entries you can see like oh it looks like I'm depressed you know this one week of the month maybe that has to do with my menstrual cycle are my hormones out of whack time to like check that out or it's like huh it seems like I'm mostly depressed during the winter maybe this is just seasonal depression and you know it's more of like my climate I need to be in a warmer climate maybe I should look into moving somewhere eventually or doing something about my seasonal depression it can also help with patterns of like seeing where you get annoyed with people it can help with patterns of seeing your reactions to what people do to you it can keep patterns of data of like the people that you're attracting in your life if you start like journaling and like complaining about people that always blow you off then you can be like wait why the fuck am I like only hanging out with people that like don't value time and always blow me off like what about me is attracting that like let me be more intentional about who the people I hang out with because I don't want to keep people in my life who aren't prioritizing me journaling also helps with any like initial gut reaction feelings so like if you're feeling like infuriated sad anything and you just like are like I need to tell somebody about this right now or like I need to get this off my chest get that off your chest by journaling you will feel less likely to gossip you will feel less likely to explode like and it's also like the safest place to say whatever you want like you can you can be the most controversial you can say the most heinous shit in your journal because it's just between you and that piece of paper and it is so cathartic to get out so if you implement those two things at a bare minimum I think you will start to like bring a little more awareness to the feelings that you're feeling and then maybe you can make some more conscious decisions about where you want to go from there whether that's like get on medication like get a therapist whatever it may be and then also another obvious one like literally go outside every day I mean it I since moving to New York like New York City is a walkable city and if you need to do anything you have to leave your house and walk so just that alone has wildly decreased my seasonal depression because I'm just outside all the time and like I hate the cold too so you would think that I wouldn't like this nearly as much as I do but it drastically helps so even if it's just 10 minutes even if you're just like you know walking your dog just do it to do it do it to like check something off your to-do list because that's a dopamine rush in itself okay I apologize for not being super qualified to answer that better than I did but I did my best and I am really wishing the best and don't be shy like you can dm me if you're ever feeling super down in the dumps I will be there for you but I really urge you to reach out to get help because it's it's truly not easy to do this alone all right all right (laughs) moving on moving on Someone swept up and said, I just feel like I'm in a period of my life where a lot of change is happening. Some good, some bad, some neutral, you know? I'm 16, so it makes sense, but it's kind of overwhelming. Like, I'm going to be an adult soon, and I don't know where I'm going with my life, but I'm also trying to embrace the fact that I don't know that. So I'm trying to just go with the flow and stuff. But I feel like I'm getting to the point where some of my best friends and I are drifting. We still love each other so much and are best friends, but we also are busy and just drifting. Any tips for this if something similar has happened? 
Firstly, reading this and being in a similar situation from when I was 16 to looking back now, I know this seems like a huge deal for you to be in right now, but 16 is wildly young, wildly young. And as I've gotten older, I'm 24 now, 24 is still young. Like I remember thinking when I was like 15, 16, like, oh, if I'm 24, 25, like like, full grown adult, like problem solved, like I'm going to be functioning. I'm going to know everything. Like it's fine. But I remember being 18 and thinking I knew everything and was like, what left is there to know? Like, I know everything about sex. I know everything about, like, relationships. Like, I've done everything, babes. Like, nothing else to learn. But no, as I've gotten older, I've realized how little I actually did know when I thought I knew everything. So the fact of, like, you feeling lost and, like, you don't know what you want to do with your life, that is more than fucking normal. Like, I think it's extremely, extremely rare people your age know exactly what they want to do with their life and follow through with it. A lot of people will act like they know what they want to do with their life or will be confident in the fact that they want to do whatever thing it is. And then as life unfolds for them, maybe they don't follow through with that. Maybe their path changes. That is normal and that should be expected. I think when we're growing up, too much pressure is put on us to follow the same mold of like, Elementary school, middle school, high school, college, job, relationship, family, settle down. That's not how it works. Also, like, I think it's suspected that, like, maybe you pick one college and go there for four years, where a lot of people switch up to colleges, a lot of people drop out, a lot of people just do internships, get jobs. Like, it is way too, like, structured for us, and it's given to us so young that if we think we stray off the path, it's, like, not the right way or you're doing it like an alternative way where whatever way you do it is just as valid as the handwritten textbook way because not every way is going to work for everybody and I don't think it would be healthy for everybody to follow the same cookie cutter format of life but to be 16 again like take that confusion of like I don't know what I want to do with my life and like try it all you have and like over a decade to like fuck around with life and I'm learning that more so as I get older like when I was 16 17 18 I put way too much pressure on myself to think that in the next four years of my life I had to figure everything out and just like run with it like you don't like you literally have until like you're 30 even when you're 30 you're not that old but you have so much time to just like fuck around and like experiment with things like go to college for whatever you're passionate about right now maybe switch your major maybe drop out of college go abroad for two years and like work at a random school over there teach english like try it all now because you will get so much more clarity on what you like what you don't like what makes you feel alive what scares you what pushes you to grow Um, but like, I know the pressure that you're feeling and to give you a little tidbit, I have a very, very specific memory of when I was 16, I was sitting alone in my room and I had been making YouTube videos for about two years. I was around the time where I was like applying to colleges and stuff or thinking about it. And I was like, I got to pick a major. So I was like, I'm probably just going to do film. That's what I'm most passionate about and I'm good at it. So I don't really know what else I would do, so I'll just go with that. And then I sat there for a minute, and I was like, what do, what do I think I'm going to get out of that? Like, am I going to be a director? And I was like, that's like one in a million. Like, that is like a hard-ass job to get. Like, 
I don't know if that's like what I want. It seems like the barrier to entry for all of that is just like way too overwhelming, which is like deterring me from even wanting to pursue my dreams of like being a film director, like making movies. So then I thought, okay, what's my alternative? And then I remember being like, well, I'm doing YouTube right now. There are full-time YouTubers. You know, I would love to be a full-time YouTuber. Like, ugh, I wish I never even had to go to college. I could just be a YouTuber right now. And then this is what I remember so specifically doing. I opened up my iPad, opened up Safari, and I Googled, what are the odds or what percent of YouTubers become famous? And I read a couple articles, but I got one number and this number stuck with me. It was one out of every 500,000 YouTube channels become quote unquote famous. And that statistic to me was absolutely soul crushing because I was like, all right, my two paths right now seem like literally impossible. Like I don't even know where to go, but it was just kind of like a passing thought that I had. Obviously I continued with my life. I created YouTube videos here and there. I eventually fell off. I went to college for film, graduated, the universe and my path realigned me and somewhere spit me back out on TikTok. And I've come kind of full circle where I am making YouTube videos again. And I'm hoping that that does work out for me. But seeing even my success on TikTok or Instagram or whatever it is, this podcast, it gives me like the proof. Like it's a visual testimony for myself that like I can do it if I want to do it. But it takes time to build that confidence in yourself, build the skill and just kind of figure out how the world works. It takes a lot to learn even how to like function as an adult and like learn like even in this past like two years I had to figure out like how much money it takes to like live as an individual everything in your life from now through your through your 20s through your 30s is all trial and error and people keep telling me this and I'm in my 20s that the 20s are the hardest time of your life because everything is so up and down it's so experimental things will come and go friends are going to come and go you have your high school friends you have your college friends you start a career are you going to have co-workers colleagues I want you to reframe your mindset of like this is so overwhelming I don't know where I'm gonna go to oh my god I'm so young like the world is my oyster I can try out anything I want and the repercussions are slim because you are still a child you don't have anyone to support but yourself you don't have a family to support it's just you so take that time and be selfish. You will figure it out, but you will figure it out faster if you put yourself in position for trial and error, learning and growth. As for the friend thing, it is hard, like going to college and not being around your besties that like you grew up with forever. And it's the longest that you go without seeing them. It's the longest that you go without talking to them. But from that experience going to college all different from my best friends I realized how strong our relationship was because there were some times that like I didn't text my literal best friend since like second grade for like a month straight at college and then I'd like randomly FaceTime her one day and we'd catch up it's just like life gets in the way sometimes but the bond is never broken and even moving away from them now like I lived with them last year in my apartment so when I see them now our time together is much more intentional and I honestly think it's healthier for me that way because when we lived together last year a lot of our 
quality time was spent like watching tv or just like scrolling through our phones sitting next to each other but now when i come home to see them like our time is more intentional where we're like planning to do things together like make memories and like be present like this in the next two weeks we're going to vermont for elise's birthday and that's going to be such a wonderful memory like so much more exciting, intentional. Once again, think of it as a new way or a new opportunity to strengthen your friendships. And the ones that fall through are the ones that fall through. There will be friendship heartbreak in your life. And like, it's honestly just like the universe weeding the people out that need to be weeded out that way. The ones that will persevere through the, the distance are the ones that are meant to be in your life. Like it will figure itself out. And also think about all the future people that you just haven't met yet that will be your friends. I remember thinking like literally literally the night before going to college, I was like laying in my bed and I was like, I'm going to meet so many people tomorrow when I move in. I wonder what their names are going to be. Like I've, I've had the same names of people around me my whole life of like my best friends and my like public school classmates that all those characters are like so well established in my little world. Like, I wonder who these new characters are going to be. Like, I wonder what their name's going to be. Like, something cool and unique or, like, I don't know. Like, it was just so exciting to think about. So, there are, you know, an entire sea of fish out there that are just your friends to be. And you just haven't met them yet. So, that's something exciting to look forward to, too. But, overall, I do sympathize with the uncertainty of this time. But just know, like, this is a, a good uncertainty because it's just filled with so much opportunity on the other side so i hope that helped and i wish you the best of luck in figuring out this little journey of your life but this is this is just the human experience okay those were all the really long swipe up ones let's get into the question box okay idk how to ask my parents for dating the boy likes me and i like him back but i'm 15 hmm okay that is tough but this is going to be bad advice. <laughs> but my most fun relationships were low-key the ones I wasn't supposed to have. Because I was just like young little love. I don't know. Like the ones I didn't tell my parents about were literally the most fun. But I also got into the most trouble that way. So take that with a grain of salt, bestie. But I do think not letting your parents know. Like it does create a little bit of rift in the closeness. And I also totally get respecting like your parents' wishes because I was very like obedient in that way too. And just remember like it's for a reason. Like I was 17 when I started like getting into some funny business and looking back, I like even just look back at like videos of myself at 17. I should not, I should not have been getting into any funny business with any guy because I was a fucking baby child. Like I was innocent. I was so pure. I just didn't know anything and I was just going into it blind. So there are reasons why your parents are like thinking this way. They're trying to be protective, but also want you to like, you know, mentally and emotionally mature a little more before you enter a relationship with somebody else. Because when you're that young, you like just, you just don't know a lot of things and you don't have the relationship experience. So you're a little more like vulnerable and being taken advantage of. And I'm not saying like physically, although you could be, but I mean like emotionally, like you can be emotionally manipulated so much easier because it's just like you've never experienced it before. And that's kind of what happened to me. I got very emotionally manipulated 
and stuff in my first relationship, which I've only had clarity on now looking back. So I sometimes do wish I had waited because it would have cleared me of a lot of like trust issues because those developed so early because I was mistreated in my first relationship because I was so young. For a first relationship, like 15 years old, I feel like if you don't want to tell your parents about it, like just keep it, just keep it cordial in a way. Like you can meet up and get ice cream, like you can go to the park, go on walks together. But just like, you know, when, like if you don't go to, if you don't go over to each other's houses, I feel like it'll keep it a little safer. I'm saying this all in a very protective manner, like Y'all can go off and share a little kiss. I'm not telling you to like not do things. I'm just telling you to be very careful and thoughtful. And being in more of like a public setting will just in general keep you more safe for being so young. But I do think no matter what, each relationship is a learning opportunity. So if you feel like you're ready to start to learn what it is to be like in a partnership you can just do like like light mode you know Um, my last piece of advice for this which might not even be that good is I am like weird and I like can't say things to people's faces sometimes so I'll just like leave them little notes so what I would do when I was like nervous to like tell my mom something is I would write her a little note and leave it on her pillow So if you're like me and that's something that you feel more comfortable with, write her a little note, leave it on her pillow and be like, mom, I like a boy, but I feel like I'm not allowed to date. Would you let me go on a date or something and see what she says? All right. Next up is how to motivate yourself, how to motivate yourself to be more productive. Interesting. Um, I feel this for sure. But I also feel the opposite. Like I literally have a book that's called I Didn't Do the Thing Today because I forced so much pressure on myself to be productive. But I think the first step in either end of the spectrum is to remember that humans were not put here to be productive. Humans were not put on the earth to work a job. Humans were not put on the earth to make money. All those things came secondarily in the evolution of the human species We were put on this earth to experience the nature, to experience feelings, and to experience each other. So no matter what, detaching productivity from your self-worth is like number one. And something I struggle with because like I said, I put way too much of my self-worth on how productive I can be and how much shit I can get done because I just want, want the best for myself. It's coming from a place of caring at the end of the day because I want to live such a fruitful life and do so much, but you have to realize and build a relationship with moderation and balance. But from someone that prioritizes productivity way too much, I can tell you some of my tips that I personally use to stay productive. There's a difference between being productive because you are motivated already and being productive to do something you are not motivated to do to begin with. I think it's much more clear cut to be productive when you are motivated. So I'm going to skip that one and talk about being productive when you are not motivated. Firstly, the first mistake that you 
that I make and that you don't want to make is not giving yourself enough time. When you feel rushed all the time, it will feel like it is way too overwhelming to start the process to begin with. So if you give yourself plenty of time, like if you if it's an hour task and you give yourself two hours, you'll feel less stressed out about doing the task. And then oftentimes you'll finish it before the two hours and then you'll feel even more satisfied because not only did you because not only did you do your task, but you did it in less time than you allotted. And guess what? Now you have some free time. I also use timers a lot. Like I'll set timers for, I'm just going to work on this for 10 minutes. And then once I start working on it for 10 minutes, I'm either in a groove or I put it away and I can still check it off my to-do list of like, I did work on it for 10 minutes. As far as distractions go, I have time limits set on my social media apps, which I notoriously ignore, but I tend to stay still pretty productive and motivated throughout my day because I'm the only person keeping myself accountable. But if you're like doing schoolwork or something, I really think it's important to pay attention and set those like limits on your phone because even the like timers just like going off and closing out the app will like visually destimulate you and realize like, oh yeah, I guess I should hop off for a minute. I also will like do things like put my phone in another room because then the process of getting there is like so much more effort. Um, and then also another fun trick that I do is I give myself like a menu. So I have a little menu in the morning and my menu is meditating, journaling, stretching, going for a walk and reading. So there's like five of them. And I usually pick three from that menu that I want to do each morning. So my routine is still a little like I can mix it up. But I'm also still being productive and doing something beneficial for like my mental health. But you can use that same formula for like other things. So like if you have homework or something, you can give yourself a menu like either I'm going to do math right now or I'm going to do science right now. I'm going to do homework for 30 minutes no matter what, but I at least have a choice. And I think giving yourself a choice makes it feel less suffocating and will just kind of give you the first push into doing whatever you need to do. Next question. Your friends' opinions influencing your own? That is a good question, and I I don't hear that question often, but it's one that I do think about, like, subconsciously because I notice myself kind of, like, formulating my opinion around my friends and not even as a disservice or a lack of confidence in myself, but more so to change my opinion to make sure they feel comfortable because I don't want them to feel like their opinion is wrong or bad. So I'll just agree with them to make them feel comfortable even if like deep down I know like I don't agree. Which like why the fuck am I doing that? Like we're all big kids. We can have different opinions and I think it's important for anyone to learn how to stand in their own opinion. So I shouldn't be babying my friends this much. Like we can... We can agree to disagree and that's a grown-up thing to learn how to do. So that's something that I'm working on. I think no matter what in that situation, I think leading with confidence is the key. Then that kind of shifts you and your power because you're being honest and truthful. And when you're speaking in confidence, you're almost like demanding some type of respect. So they can agree to disagree, but that's whatever because you were confident in your opinion. Definitely not easy because like I said, I still am struggling with this myself, so I feel. Um, but in these situations, 
I think it is. I I just think that's like the grown up thing that you learn over time. So it's not easy, but something to work on. So just bring awareness to it when you can. Ooh, this one's interesting. It just says career or love. Oh, see, that strikes a chord of like uncomfortableness in me because I think it's something very deep down that I have yet to uncover in myself. That is something I'm kind of like juggling because I'm very success and goal orientedly driven like I want to accomplish so many things I'm a little businesswoman over here and I have fun doing it I enjoy kind of carving out a path and a career for myself it's very exploratory and exciting but I don't think Like, once again, I don't think we were put on this earth to work a job. I do think we were put on this earth to to feel and experience. And careers can be experience. Love can be experience. But when careers are taking too much out of you, where you don't have energy to love, you don't have energy to go out and seek experiences that are fulfilling and enlightening then that's where like you gotta draw the line and be like this career is not worth it this is taking away from my life experience but for me personally I definitely love a lot like when I love somebody it is like overwhelming oftentimes like I love my parents so much I worry about them all the time I love my parents so much like I work so hard because I want to make them proud and I hope to one day give back to them because I'm so grateful and I love them so much for everything that they did for me that it would just feel fulfilling to give back to them because they they gave up so much for me also I think love is just like literally the most powerful thing that you can experience as a human like Love can pull you out of crazy depression. Love can give you this like skip in your step. It can make the world look more exciting and brighter and happier when it's like something that you are carrying. Life is simply a better experience when you are loving somebody else or when somebody is loving you. And at the end of the day, if I'm on my deathbed, I would rather have an unwavering, never-ending type love that carried through my life than a successful career. As for right now in my life, I think I'm very career-oriented because I'm very passionate about this and I'm kind of in an exploratory phase of my 20s where I'm just like, I'm young. I'm trying everything out. Like, I got to see where life brings me. I'm going to take advantage of this youthful time where I don't have any serious, you know, things tying me down. But still in the back of my mind, I'm like searching for a true unwavering love. I'm just not sure that 
maybe that is my exact priority right now. Like I do hope to find it. I I will find it. Like I got so much love to give. I got to give it to somebody. Damn. I just think I'm in my career era right now. But at the end of the day, if it is career or love, it's got to be love. It has got to be love. Okay, to be honest, I'm getting tired and hungry. And I low-key have to meet someone for coffee in an hour. Um, so I'm going to just, you know, call it quits here. There are still so many questions, though. I could probably do a part two on this episode if you guys like I don't know what to call this. Like, I don't want to call it, like, Ask Sienna or Sienna's Advice or, I don't know, something stupid. But I like I like seeing these aspects of your guys' life because I feel like I share a lot of my life and I want to know more about you guys. So this really makes me feel closer to you guys. And I'm sorry if any of this advice was, like, unhelpful or unwarranted. But I do hope that something resonated or something helped you and literally like I always say don't be shy dm me with any of your thoughts on the podcast if you want to talk more about anything that we talked about here let a girl know for real this podcast is my favorite thing to do right now so thank you so much for being here I will see you on the gram I'll see you on the talk And I hope to see you on YouTube. I'm literally posting like weekly. So please go subscribe there because I want to be a YouTuber again. (laughs) Okay. I will see you soon. Love you all. Bye, queens.